How much baggage is too much baggage and will it halt recovery? Welcome to the Real Talk Recovery Podcast with the Therapy Brothers. We're brothers, we're therapists, and we know recovery. Bring your stories, your questions, your successes with Real Recovery. say it today. <laughs> this is a, I'll say it. This is a good one. <laughs> and then I'll yeah. say it. Then but, 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 but Brandon, we'll, we'll say, we'll see, we'll, we get to it. So, yeah. Yeah. so anyways, how you been? I've been really, really good, man. Just kind yeah. of, you know, right around the corner from Halloween here. In fact, probably this episode will probably come out right about then. And, you know, just got little niece and nephew that live up here next to me that are One's going to be Spider-Man and the other one's going to be Moana and they're like, perfect. It's just That's so awesome. fun. You got dude, your own kids. Dude, um, different topic. We just got family pictures scheduled. That's I, right. I, I hate family pictures. <laughs> hey, you know, mom and dad listen to this. <laughs> I know. And they know I hate family pictures. <laughs> yeah. So let's yeah. get it done and get it over with. We're going to go get it. We're going to go get it done right at the end of the month. I know, dude. I th- I appreciate your family. I mean, your kids are living out of the house, and you're way up in Logan. You guys, you guys coming together to do it is a real no. It's challenge. Good. So that's pretty awesome. It's good. Mom and dad have been dying for good family pictures for a long. time. I was time. hoping you guys would bail on it, so I could be like, okay, well, my family's <laughs> yeah. out, so we could be the fall guy. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no. no, we're in, we're in. We're in. Oh, okay. I guess I'm in too. Yep. There you so, go. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyways, okay, uh, let's let's get into this with Jacqueline. So, Jacqueline, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Um, if you could just give us some background, tell us what's going on with you. We'll kind of start from there. Okay, I'll try and keep it short. Um, I am married to my second husband. We've been together for eleven years and married for five. I have three adult children and he has one daughter from a common law union, which ended when his wife had an affair and left him and is still with that man. Mm. Uh, Approximately three and a half years ago, I had made a comment that we seem to be arguing more and we were never big arguers um, and that our sex life was dwindling. Uh, He said he was just, generally stressed out and not at all interested in sex. Three days after that conversation, I got home um, early from work unexpectedly and found him masturbating to porn. And in that moment, I was so embarrassed for him that I just turned around and, um, and left. It did come up in me questioning why he would do that if he said he wasn't interested in sex. And he just said, it's what guys do. And I felt ashamed for him. And I'll speak more about shame about my my background. Um, at this time, we went on to have less and less sex till it was maybe one or two times a year. And when I was feeling super neglected, I would ask if he was seeing someone else because he wasn't having sex with me and we had had a very healthy sex life and he was manscaping. 
um, in that downstairs place and keeping up with his ED medication. Um, so I, I finally asked him if he was seeing someone else. And he said, I cannot believe you would ask me that because when would I have time for that? And I am so offended that you don't trust me. Another significant piece of information was that the entire time until just this summer, he never called me by my name. And I would repeatedly ask him, you know, is it a hard name to say? Could you just break Jacqueline down to Jack or Jackie or Jay or Honey or anything? Um, because he calls everyone else by a name. He has two names for our dog. So I don't even rate a name. Um, fast forward to June this year. And while we were using his phone together, I had clicked on a Gmail, his Gmail account, because I had issues with mine and found out that was his secret account and full of porn style cheating, dating match sites. And I also found a, a photo of a woman in his photo file that has all of his family, but not me. Um, and in this photo, she is bare-breasted and fondling herself. Later, I would see that's her profile picture from one of the dating sites. Um, so everything I know about his acting out was discovered by me. Then it would be denied by him. Everything, everything. I don't know how it got there. The picture must have been attached to an email and, you know, a lot of gaslighting there until I would say, swear on the lives of your grandchildren. And then he would eventually say, yes, that's true. Um, then I did the gathering of information and uncovered about a dozen times that I don't know everything. Um, he would say, you know, everything. Um, but yet he has never disclosed anything to me. Um, now, my background is going to be really short and sweet, but um, my, I believe what I see as trust was blurred at a very young age. My parents took my sister and I to a nudist camp. I was eight. She was 12. She was on the very first day of her first period. And we were just told, this is what we're going to do. You can't tell anybody where we go. Um, driving in, we would have to duck. And my dad would wear my mother's wig um, because someone we knew lived on the road leading into this place. Uh, but at the same time, our Catholic upbringing told us we had to be honest, we had to practice chastity, we had to stick to very strict curfews and be good girls. So I just pieced together this summer that that's probably why no man, no one has ever seen me naked. Um, so my question is, how much baggage needs to get resolved in order for us to move forward because I feel like we are super super stuck yeah Jacqueline there's <clears throat> there's a lot there 
uh, you know, on both sides, I can imagine how much it feels pressing and it feels heavy and, and it's probably hard to even know where to start sorting through all of that. Yes, it is. Yeah. Could you, could you kind of just tell me a little bit more about like where things are currently at in you, in you guys's relationship in terms of, in terms of your, your des- desires, you, the place where you're going, is this, is this something where you're looking to save the marriage or is this something where, are you leaning in or out right now? I'm leaning in and, yeah. and my husband is leaning in. Uh, we go for weekly couples, um, online therapy sessions. Um, he's calling me by my name and honey and sweetheart and darling and, so he's showing up doing that. It was really weird. I have to admit the first time he started using my name, I thought, are you mad at me? Because that would be the only time uh, he would use it. But it, it's it's music to my ears. Um, now, the problem is when I'm in my pain or in my fear, um, his tendency is to go straight to defense deflect and shame. So I did send him your podcast on shame, which he listened to over the weekend. And um, I think it actually helped because I got a few um, hugs and kisses that I didn't ask for. Um, But where I'm stuck is when he says, there's nothing more for you to know. He'd been on these dating sites and acting out with pornography for, he'll admit, like a constant cycle for three years when I would say, you know, we're roommates, what's happened. And um, I, I'm just, I guess what I'm missing, although he is trying and as long as I say nothing and show up happy, he's super happy. But if I go to, you know, if I have an obtrusive thought, he goes to shame and denial and saying, there's nothing there's nothing more than what i found out which is convenient when the account is closed and the emails are gone no um are so are you working with a therapist together yes uh, is this therapist trained in betrayal and sex addiction uh in the sex addiction it's listed i i don't see it anywhere in in searching in canada it might be a little bit different i'm not seeing a lot of 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 that um as um, qualifications yeah i'm i i mean i would really recommend that you work with somebody who's and, and maybe you are but, but you work with somebody who's specifically trained in betrayal sex addiction and you work through a a full disclosure process um, and, and, and you understand why you're doing it and can really assess your level of safety through that process. Um, but because what I'm hearing from you, Jacqueline, is that um, you really don't know what you don't know. Um, exactly. You don't trust him, um, that he is divulging everything. And so to just kind of set the table to say, okay, like, let's lay thing, everything on the table. And Rigorous honesty is fascinating because it's not about what he says. What what you'll be able to assess is how deflective and how how much in denial does he show up during that process, or how humble and authentic and honest is he showing up. Okay. Um, 
And so you need that answer. You need to know whether he's wanting to be an honest man or whether he's still wanting to manipulate you so that he'll, so that he can keep you in the relationship. Um, you need that answer in order to know how to, how to move forward with the relationship at least. Yeah, I think okay. I think a good starting point is is that disclosure process for a couple of other reasons too as well Jacqueline because because to, to what you're saying you're you're probably feeling a little bit confused right now because what I'm hearing is is you've got your own baggage obviously that you've been carrying for a really long time. He definitely has some baggage and we know that there's a lot there but we don't know how much there is. And and it would it's going to be really difficult to try to move forward unless there's a proactive approach to bringing the baggage and, and bringing it up and let, and learning to deal with it. So if you're going to him and saying, let's do a full disclosure, and then you're driving it and you're saying to do this and you're saying to do that. And he's just kind of like getting his arm twisted and coming along. <clears throat> that energy is going to be, is going to be its own baggage, so to speak. Um, it, you know, with what you've said so far, and again, we were only talked to you for 10 minutes so far there. So there's probably a lot more, but there's a lot of baggage there, but it's, it's not baggage that can't be worked through based on what I, I've seen in my practice, but it needs to be worked through in a certain way. And yes, there's way too much baggage. If it, if it's going to be like, okay, let's just pretend that everything's good again and let's move on. And I'll just kind of carry this, like, I'll just drag these like 12 suitcases behind me and we'll just, <laughs> we'll just pretend that they're not there anymore. You know? Exactly. We actually and that's need to exactly go unpack how the I suitcases. Feel. Yes. Yes. Uh, okay. So this is going to be totally confusing, but one of the problems with couples is they come in and they want to do couples work when in reality, what they need to do is individual work. Um, but what they need to do first is some couples work so that they can do the individual work. So let me explain. Okay. Um, so Jacqueline, I really appreciate that you're, you're bringing up your own trauma that's independent of him, right? Like you have your own stuff that you need to navigate, heal from and work through. Um, in order to, to effectively do that work, then you need a lot of areas of safety in your life. Yes. So if, if you're in a relationship where you're, you, you know, you, you don't know where the wind's blowing and, you know, he's, he's calling you by name now and he's showing a desire to be connected to you, but you don't really trust him and you don't know what's going on. That kind of takes over and the immediate need for safety is what you'll focus on and it won't allow you to fully go do the real work the vulnerable of, work, the vulnerable work of trauma right. that you need to do to actually be a healthy person with your attachment in your relationships. So, and, and to actually just find peace within yourself. Um, and so we need to start with the relationship. We need to clean that up so that there's safety there. Then really focus on some of your individual healing. Does that make sense? It, it does. So for a full disclosure, and of course, I've listened at nauseum to every podcast available under the sun. Um, I did mention that to him. And um, of course, he said, no, we don't need to do that. Um, and I guess if we had a counselor who specialized in this, that would be something that they would recommend. Mm -hmm. Or who recommends that to make it appealing to him? Well, right there, you're getting an answer. 
right, Tyler? Can you you can Tyler's smiling a little bit. You can yeah. hear. Uh -oh. you're, you're, what did I say? <laughs> you want to explain, Tyler? Well, what I'm well, basically what I'm getting at is is that what Brandon was saying about the energy with which you guys are approaching things. If you go to him and say, "Hey, let's do a full disclosure," and he's like, "Nope, out, done." By the way, I haven't still told you everything that you've found, even though you found it all. I promise. Yeah. Right? It's like, no, no, the energy level that you'd be wanting to be met with from your partner, if you're actually going to want to work through the baggage that's there is to say, that's going to be really hard, but I'll, whatever it takes. And, I, and I want to create safety with us. That's right. I, I want you to be able to feel safe with me. And I know that I've damaged trust. And what you're getting instead is, ah, I, I'm a little bit too afraid to share anything that I've done to hurt you. So let's just, let's just shove that under the rug and let's pretend that we're going to stay close and connected again. And, and that will be really difficult as Brandon was saying for you to stay safe, to then go take a look at that trauma from your past, because you're, you're going to be always in this spot of like, I still don't know if I like there's. And, it, and it's a gaslight turn of the tables of, of no, we're not doing that because I, you already know everything. So why do we need to do that? So do you see how he's turning it back on you as the crazy one who, Yes. right? Can, can I address one thing um, for an example? Um, when he, I, he said there is nothing more, it's just three years of that. So, you know, there, there is nothing else. And then I called a break and we met back up together a, a short time or a half an hour later. And he said, okay. You want the truth? I'm a gigolo. I slept with 13 women in the last three years. Your expression is exactly what my expression was. And I thought, I, I, I'm not, are you understanding what you, like, I don't know what to make of that. Is that a little truthism? Or he said, you're forcing me to lie to you if you want me to tell you something you oh, don't know. Oh, he's making that up to, to appease yeah. you is what he's saying. Yeah. 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 And, and so, but, but hear this again, what's, what Brandon is saying is, is that he is still so far in self-protection mode that he's still making you feel crazy by going like, okay, well, I'm going to lie to you and tell you I'm a gigolo. So you'll back off and then you can like not what he, what he could be doing if you guys were actually working honest recovery is that he would be able to say, Dang, the fact that you're still asking these questions tells me how deeply you've been hurt. And, and I'm here and I'm willing to listen and I'll try to be as honest as I can, even though some of it might not be new information, right? He's still, he's still so deep into the self-protection mode that there's not going to be a, there's not going to be a landing space for a supportive, connected, deep relationship unless that gets confronted right, on, his, okay. on his part of his own fruition. He has to go to work on his own shame so that he can actually show up as a strong partner instead of as like this person who's like always in self-protection mode. It's like, he's in the doghouse right now and he's looking out of the doghouse going like, when is it going to be safe for me to get out of the doghouse? Not like, wow, I've gone and done some damage here that I need to get busy taking some accountability for and, and going to work on. Oh, and, and, and the simple truth is, is that he could say that gigolo thing and you or I or anybody else would go like, Oh, okay. That might be honest. I don't know. Like you haven't been. It, well, and that's the, the thing. It, it just put me right back on the crazy bus. Yeah. Exactly. The, the, the piece that's missing. Um, well, there's a lot of pieces missing. Um, 
but he he's claiming transparency and he's not being transparent. The other piece that's missing is empathy and and being curious to your pain. So if he were fully transparent and empathetic to you, then real safety has a chance in that relationship. Right. But when he's gaslighting and I, I mean, I, me and Tyler are jaded, Jacqueline, like to- <laughs> totally. But here's the thing. Here's yeah. the thing. Like if you're just finding this stuff, what, what have you not found? Well, and, that's my question. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and the chances are, and I hate to say this, I don't know what I don't know, but the chances are, is there's way more out there. Um, because of the way that he's responding to this, there's still stuff to, to manipulate and hide and avoid. Um, and, and if he's listening to this, he might be mad by me saying that, but his behavior is indicating that he has things to hide. Um, now he, he did give me access. I removed his cheating Gmail account, um, from everywhere. And then he gave me access to his upstanding your you can see this email account you can look at my phone i put ever accountable on his phone and his uh, laptop and you know he he has said do whatever you want look wherever you want whenever you want that's good um that's that's good, and, except for the fact that he's still saying do whatever you want instead yeah, of him what coming about to the him? table and saying I'm gonna I'm gonna actually address the fact that I've got a pretty big problem here and I've caused a lot I of damage. Sex, I have a sex addiction, yeah. and I need to and do something about you. it. And thank you, yes, thank you for acknowledging that because I do feel, and I have said that I feel that I am carrying the entire load of the recovery and doing things that. I don't want to know all these technical terms of being abused and, and, and let down by your partner and I'm doing the work and I'm not the one who's signed up or, or did the damage. Yeah. So, so some of your first work and and we talk about this a lot with, with guests is your first, some of your first work is to step out of that. Don't do his recovery for him. And then to focus on on your own strength and your own boundaries, and uh, there's going to be a big part of you that's scared to do that because you worry that it will start to destroy your marriage and disconnect you from him. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, the fact of the matter is, is if he's if 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 what he's proposing to you is stay unhealthy enough so that you can be married to me, I would say fight for yourself and fight for a healthy marriage, and and hopefully he'll come along and start to work his own recovery. Um, but if he doesn't, you're better off in, in where you start to unpack all of this baggage, Jacqueline, is is to actually commit to a process of individual healing for you no matter what. And right. and and not sacrifice that individual healing for anyone or any relationship. And once you do that, then the chips will fall where they may, right? And and that it's hard, it's scary. But that's where you start. If you'll sell your recovery out for the relationship it happens all the time. Um, and that's what he's basically proposing to you with his behaviors again and again. You okay. see that? That do makes you, sense. Do you hear yes. that, Jacqueline? I do. And I have started my own Essanon recovery journey, like the, the following day, pretty much. And, and, you're, you nailed it that I, and I have um, articulated this to him that 
my fear is if I work hard on myself and I, I can walk ahead strong, you're going to be back in the dust. There's some baggage. There's some trauma there for him. There's some sexual anorexia. There's all kinds of stuff going on. I don't know. I don't know what I don't know, but if you, if he can hide behind you, then he won't do his work. So I think, I think the nice thing is, is that what Brennan's going is, is that you, you and your own work have to come to that place where you're willing to step off the edge of that cliff and say, my marriage might not survive, but I'm going to fight for a good marriage instead of this baggage filled marriage that's sinking us. And, and the good thing that you do have going for you right now is that even after this, I'm not even going to say a disclosure because it's not really been a disclosure. Even after this like D day of finding out, mm-hmm. um, he is showing some signs of life into like growing into the right kind of person to want to be married to. Like he's, he's taking some of your feedback and he's trying to apply it and he's showing that he's willing. And so you know, there's no guarantees, but you go fight for the kind of marriage that you deserve to be in he's the kind of guy who might decide to turn around and look at all that stuff Brandon's saying and go confront his own trauma and his own shame and learn how to be accountable and learn how to be humble and learn how to be vulnerable. And he, he might be willing to go step in and do that work. Tyler, that's what I, I hear that too, what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And I think he's just, he's really missing the mark. You know, he's thinking, well, if I just stop this behavior or now that she's seen this email account and this and that, like things are going to start to get better. And the reality, what's the reality for, for things to get better for, for him, Tyler? Yeah. We we say this all the time on this show. (laughs) He's going to have to take a look at himself in the mirror and decide what kind of man he wants to be. And then he's going to have to take his own initiative to step into that role. And how, how did he get into those webs, right? Like yeah. something, some pain, some struggle, some something got him there. And it's not just about Jacqueline catching him and then him stopping the behavior and everything gets better. Yeah. It's about facing that pain and trauma and shifting. Exactly. It's like, you know, I used to go float the <clears throat> the South Fork of the Snake River with a friend of mine. And, and when you float like fly fishing, you usually just kind of float and kind of move with the current, but occasionally you drop the anchor in order to kind of stop in a certain spot and maybe fish a little bit longer. And I remember one time fishing with my, my friend, we'd stopped, we'd gotten out of the boat, we jumped in the boat and we sat there in the boat for like two or three minutes before we realized we weren't moving. And, and then both of us looked at each other, like, did you pull the anchor? I'm like, no, did you? <laughs> it's like, that's exactly what's happening here is it's like, he's got like, 12 anchors, you've got, you got some anchors, you've thrown them over the boat and you're like, how come we're stuck? Like, (laughs) (laughs) like why, why are we not going anywhere? And and you know what? Like he's going to have to get out of the boat. He's going to have to go wade back into there and pull the anchors. And you're going to have to do that for yourself. And if both people are willing to do that, there's a pretty good chance you have a beautiful ride down the rest of that river. Um, but if one person's not willing to do that, then you're going to, at a bare minimum, you're going to bump along with that anchor hitting every rock yeah. along the way. And you're going to just like have a really uncomfortable ride. Yeah. Yeah. I am visualizing that and it makes absolute sense. You know what to Jack, Jacqueline and I, this is frustrating because you're only half of this equation, but that ride down the river when those anchors are up. Um, is the beauty is far beyond anything that you can imagine. And so like for him and for you to do this work together, the payouts are enormous. 
um, the levels of intimacy and just feelings of love and trust, connection, um, purpose together. All those things are amazing, but it requires that that's what everybody wants. Everybody wants to do that. It requires stopping and facing the fact that there's some things dragging you down and getting in that cold water and doing that uncomfortable stuff in order to start flowing again. So. Right. I have, yeah. I have hopes. I have prayers <laughs> to get the shackles off and not in a merry, merry kind of way, but just get these uh, shackles off so we can dance. Yeah. Jacqueline, I don't want to undermine anything that you're doing, but and Tyler, I don't know what availability you have these days. Um, uh, we can get you help with experts who are trained in doing disclosures and, um, and, and all of those things. So if you, if, you know, maybe, maybe who you have is well-trained and can do this, maybe not. And if they're not, then, um, hit us up, me or Tyler can get you the resources okay. you need. We can get you okay, someone who understands, that. who understands at least the process of overcoming betrayal the way that you guys have experienced it. For and then sure. doing the trauma work. Okay. Oh, we have an appointment tomorrow and I'll, I'll just come out and ask him if he's trained in doing a full disclosure and I'm sure he'll let us know yes or no. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, that's great. And then, and again, even if you have a really good fit with that therapist, that's fine, but it, it, it is important to know that you're working with somebody who at least understands the process because, because you go to a good, good marriage therapist and they don't understand how betrayal fits into it and how there needs to be accountability and openness and humility and, and what rigorous honesty actually is. They're going to give you right. really good advice at a bad time in your marriage. And it's going to, it's going to drive a wedge between you further um, because, because your marriage is at a certain level right now where it needs to be more in terms of the, in terms of safety, trust, before you can even do a lot of the other more vulnerable things that a good yeah. marriage therapist would push you into. Yep. Okay. So if you go into that therapist mm -hmm. and, and the therapist colludes with your husband about how crazy you are of not needing this thing. And you know, when are you going to get over this? And please don't drink that in Jacqueline. Okay. Um, just, just, just know that your intuition and your gut saying, I need some safety and some openness and transparency. And that's what we need to work on. That's okay. It's okay for you right. to ask okay. for that. And, and so don't drink that in and just make some shifts in order to start to work toward that. Okay. So, all Jack, right. Well, okay. We're, we're getting pretty short on time. Any, any last thoughts or questions, Jacqueline? Oh, the list would be too long. I just, <laughs> I, 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 I'm going to really just digest everything we talked about and, and I, I do appreciate you. Um, and your podcasts are no matter what the title, I listen to all of them. All of them are relevant every time. Even the Garth Brooks one. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. Uh, and my my motto's always been music is how feelings sound. So that one was kind of uh, yeah. Amen. It yeah. was a good one too. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you for your willingness to come on and talk with us today, Jacqueline. It's, it's been uh, a pleasure. Yeah, it's been awesome to have you on. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. All right, you guys, if this was helpful, please leave us a review. And you can mention Jacqueline by name and thank her for her vulnerability and for, for her bringing this to us to try to help whomever is listening. So thank you, guys. We'll Thanks. see you later. Thanks, guys.